AKA Padders, welcome back to another episode of AKA Pads, the Film Buff Podcast. I'm your host, Peter A. DeLuca here, and it's episode 573. That's right, we're marching towards 575. Don't worry, it's not like uh, I have anything big planned. Uh, usually for milestone episodes, I'll try and lead in with something. Maybe in the next two episodes, we can put together a little bit of a theme going into the big 575. But guess what? That's right. You read the title, you read the head- headline for this episode, you saw the thumbnail. We're talking Rachel Lee Cook. She's all that. Freddie Prince Jr. Independent Miramax goodness. Why do I say Miramax? Because Miramax geniusly spent maybe 7 to $10 million. <laughs> they spent $10 million on this movie. And as any great independent film studio is made we spend low we sell high this movie made over 100 million dollars it's astonishing to get something off my chest this is not the taming of the shrew by william shakespeare uh it's something weird i i hear that a lot the plot of this movie we have a nerdy girl we have a gentleman's bet and then we have to make that nerdy girl the hot prom queen before the end of the movie. And you know, along the way, you know, Freddie Prince Jr., who made that bet, well, he's going to get out of it. They're going to, they're going to break up for a little. They're going to be non-friends. She's going to be conflicted. But they're going to end up. They're going to end up getting together, going to that prom, and get, bringing back that gold. And that's the plot of this movie. But this movie... As of right now, like, and I'm saying as of right now because we're in 2023. This movie came out in 1999. I was there. Rachel Lee Cook was one of the hottie hots. Sarah Michelle Geller, Rachel Lee Kirk, Cook. Um, I'm forgetting a few of them. The girl from uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, brain fart there. But no, she was amongst that class. That, you know, everyone that showed up in, in American Pie, it was this, the class, I was young enough to feel like these were my contemporaries, these were my girls, these were my guys, Matthew Lillard, co-star, so this is the significance of this movie, and one of the, the my ways of watching this movie was, I was watching it through the eyes of a young Hollywood movie, and it was, it was very interesting, in, in that notion, because again, we're getting a plot. We're getting a plot that we've seen before. Plot, by the way, George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion. Pygmalion. George Cooker's 1964 My Fair Lady. I'm quoting Wikipedia here. Pygmalion, My Fair Lady. That's what this movie adapts. We have Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr., Paul Walker. Anna Paquin, and here we go, Kieran Culkin, Mr. Secession himself. It's a young Hollywood movie that's interesting to watch through the lens of knowing where every single career ends up. And outside of Paul Walker, right, I I believe Paul Walker would still be in movies, he would still be in Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious would have kept Paul Walker more relevant than ever, unless he would uh, one time decide not 
to jump in one of their sequels or, you know, forward his character. But it's a little bit depressing. Because no one in this movie, you can you can say with confidence, really broke the ice in a big mainstream way. They, they penetrated the mainstream. They were relevant for a little stretch. And, they, and then at that point, they just became career actors and entertainers. This is the, the path of nearly every single one of these young Hollywood movies. Few young Hollywood movies have a cast that runs deep. American Graffiti, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> inventing the Abbots. How about Deuces Wild? So... Matthew Lillard in this movie, he plays Brock Hudson, and it's part commentary on the real world. He plays a real world cast member that dates Paul Walker's ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend. She breaks up with him, triggering Paul Walker to be a little revengey, very dangerously liaisons, by the way. And Matthew Lillard's performance is amazing it's ace ventura level it is physical it's goofy it's wild you love him you hate him uh he's cringeworthy he's all of these things because he's this over-the-top personality that i just love watching on screen and it's been holy crap i would say it's god have been 12 or 15 years since i saw this movie i forgot all the beats but just watching it with fresh eyes, watching it through the lens of it being a young Hollywood movie, really made me appreciate how well executed this movie is. I thought this movie had more of a uh, of a soundtrack. I I kind ten things I hate about you. Amazing soundtrack. It 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 really is the, the like the rhythm of the time. Like the it's the beats, the music of the day. Kiss me. Kiss Me is a song. We have a build-up when Rachel Lee Cook gets her makeover by Anna Paquin. And we have this this guitar, the intro. And it's a longer intro until she hits the stairway and the camera follows her down. We watch the reactions of Freddie Prince Jr., her brother, Kieran Culkin. And it's, it's you know, stereotypical. Nothing that we haven't seen uh, since then or since. But, but we get something magical with the use of this song in this movie. And the use of this song is so embedded in everything before us. We cannot imagine this movie without hearing Kiss Me. And we cannot hear Kiss Me without seeing the movie play in our heads. And that is it. It's one of the greatest integrations of a single song in a single movie I've ever seen. And we got to give credit to how well structured this movie is. This movie is not exactly play by play. We have some divergences, right? What movie really is. But it's, you know, I think if you were a jaded film goer, you would say this movie is formulaic. This movie's not interesting. But if you're, in, if you're into the 90s, if you want to see the 90s transitioning into the 2000s, if you want to see a movie that was conceived in 96, 97, finally released in 99, this is, this echoes the 90s, this screams the 90s. The career of Rachel Lee Cook, 
is also part of the problem, right? She got aged out of existence as soon as she wasn't cute. She wasn't in much. But then we get Freddie Prince Jr. His follow-up. His follow-up. The director's follow-up, let me say. Richard Isaacoff. He made this movie that is a reversed... She's all that in 2000. So next year, he, he comes out with this movie called Boys and Girls. And... I've already seen hey for this movie. This movie also has Jason Biggs in it. Boys and Girls is a reverse. She's all that. And I kind of want to discuss it in the next episode. So we'll see. If I, if I can watch She's All That by this coming Tuesday. We'll do 574 Boys and Girls. And at that point, if we're going to have a theme. And I'm putting this together as I'm talking to you. We might as well make She's All That, the Netflix remake, He's All That, 2021. It's just funny, too, where, you know, there, there there's a point where, you know, and I'm just talking film journey here, where, you know, you, you meet enough people in life. And you talk enough movies. You talk shop. You talk. And by shop I just mean like what do you think about the movie. And you do see movies completely fade into the darkness. I mean even look at Good Goodwill Hunting now. And I'm just being like I'm taking leaps here. But you know Goodwill Hunting technically young Hollywood movie. I think Goodwill Hunting has four. Is it five Oscar winners in that young cast? It's It's amazing. At least three. And the movie comes up. She's All That comes up. She's All That was somewhat of a cultural phrase, too. It did hit the lexicon. You could say a girl, she's all that, and people would know what you meant. But then eventually, you you have to tell people about the movie. Then you have to remind people about the movie. And you have to tell people about the movie. You have to educate others about this movie. And then there it goes. And a lot of... The point of this podcast is what I just explained. We're we're here to preserve. To preserve interactions with movies as often as we can as first time film goers. We do a brain dump. We try and forget things that we know. We try and experience these movies as what they were meant to be. Pieces of entertainment. And we try and sit down and be entertained. And I feel... If you're sick of modern-day romantic comedies, or lack thereof, and you want to see what is truly a classic, see this movie. This movie is nothing but classic. It's a sign of the time. It's a stamp. It's well-made. We have a young Hollywood cast that became career actors. And then we're here talking about it. I don't know, people. I get a little sentimental sometimes. <laughs> so, look, uh, moving on. Uh, I'm not per- permanently defining episode 574. If I can watch Boys and Girls soon, you, we will get Boys and Girls for 574. A.K.A. Pad, the film buff, signing out, guys. She's all that. Nothing but recommend. Love you guys.